With the COVID-19, people are socially isolated, anxious, and many are experiencing financial difficulties. All of these experiences can lead to risky alcohol use and a range of harms. This series will look at these issues a little more closely and make people aware of alcohol use during these times. So sit back, relax, as we lay down the facts. This is In This Together, You, Alcohol and COVID-19. Welcome to our second episode of this podcast series. My name is Kurt Lewis, podcaster and host of this show. I'm joined as ever by my magnificent co-host, Claire. How's it going, Claire? Oh, I'm really well. Thank you, Kurt. <laughs> Today's episode will focus on alcohol and pregnancy during the COVID-19 restrictions. Drinking alcohol while pregnant, even if you're unaware, can have adverse effects on an unborn baby. One of these effects can be fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, or FASD for short. To help us unpack these issues is our guest for this week, the Chief Executive Officer for No FASD Australia, Louise Gray. Hey there, Louise. Hi, Louise. Hi, Kurt and Claire. Lovely to be here today. Before we get started into the meat of things, how is everyone coping with the COVID-19 restrictions, having to live in isolation? I've run out of words, actually. I, I find that you can't, it's hard to think of new ones, like you hear unprecedented and dramatic, most challenging thing. But anyway, I think many Australians have been very fortunate, I think, and the government has been really responsive. So I think as a nation, we're sitting better, but it's still been, that doesn't mean that it hasn't been a terrible burden for many to have to deal with. And obviously some hidden issues that are evolving and bubbling along just through the change, life circumstances, that sort of thing, Louise. I think we've sort of spotted the area that's of interest to us or that we tend to notice, which is our concern about pregnancies being exposed to alcohol. But I think, yeah, there, I'm sure there'll be many, many other issues on all sorts of things that will emerge as coming out of COVID. But certainly no FASD Australia has become alarmed, not just alert, because of the concern around the increased consumption of alcohol, the incredible emphasis on the supposed humour of excess drinking and all of the, the little memes about mummy wine time and, you know, what sort of wine goes well with homework and quarantinis. And all of those things that have the effect of normalising excess consumption. Just want to ask, just for our listeners' sake, for those who are unaware, what is FASD or fetal alcohol spectrum disorder? Okay, well, FASD is the the birth outcome that occurs if a pregnancy is exposed to alcohol. But fortunately, it doesn't occur in every case. It's one of those medical things that we don't know, just as with COVID. We don't know who's going to get it necessarily. We have some ideas, but we you can't guarantee a child who's, who is diagnosed with fetal alcohol spectrum disorder will have a lifelong series of disabilities that generally will get worse, particularly if they're not supported. So there's um, you know, a mistaken belief that it's sort of a childhood issue when in fact people will struggle all of their lives with their physical health, their learning, their memory, their attention, their communication skills, their emotional regulation, their daily living and social skills. And when you add those up, they're the things that enable you to live a life. And without, you know, with impaired functioning in those areas, it's very disabling for people. And it's it's unnecessary if we can get the message out there to avoid alcohol from the moment of conception. 
in a pregnancy. I mean, ideally, even before conception, because there's a lot of research around both parents not consuming alcohol before planning a pregnancy. But certainly from the moment of conception, there should be no alcohol consumed during the pregnancy. So there is no safe amount of alcohol you can drink while pregnant? No, and that's one of our concerns because there is a fair bit of myth sharing that, you know, a little bit won't hurt and there's, you know, certainly because this was an unknown condition until 1973 when it was first diagnosed in medical literature. So there is that sort of sharing of the fact that, yes, maybe you can have some, but you can't have some because it's, you know, why would you take that risk? We don't take it with smoking. We don't discuss you can have a little bit of cigarettes. So it's the same with alcohol. It's a, it's a type of poison and it shouldn't be consumed when people are expecting to have a baby. Taking this back to the current situation, what is the concern in terms of FASD does the COVID pandemic pre- present? I think, yeah, it creates a sort of a circumstance where people have got more time on their hands, unusual situations and possibly stress, ready access to alcohol. And that's certainly a concern for us that, you know, it's being virtually treated as an essential service and it's certainly being made incredibly available to people and then normalised through social media, which people are spending a lot more time looking at. I heard one figure that there'd been a 320% increase in alcohol advertising on Australian social media. So that's a deluge of messages that people are getting to drink alcohol. Yeah, that engagement with people was 300%, I think, which is just staggering, isn't it, when you look at how much marketing there is already and then you add in the COVID pressure and the marketers in the alcohol industry just seem to have gone and run with this and just really dived in hard. Yes, and for certainly for NoFASD, we already know that 50% of Australian pregnancies are unplanned. So you're already looking at situations where pregnancies are exposed to alcohol for maybe up to eight weeks before someone realises that she has conceived and that there will be a baby. So all of those situations have a much greater chance of happening when life has been disrupted as much as it has, even as the lockdowns are appearing to be eased in Australia and may well be, there are already potentially pregnancies that have been created through this process and certainly lockdowns could be reinstated. So we're we're very concerned about that. I've heard about there's going to be a baby boom happening in 2021, given how many possible pregnancies could have happened during the COVID-19 restrictions. And also there was a increase in alcohol sales at the beginning of the coronavirus restrictions. Do you think it's likely that there will be an increased cases of FASD in 2021? If there's increased cases of babies, there will be increased cases of FASD because it's a myth with FASD. There's a, a perception that it, it affects people, you know, women who are what you might describe as alcoholic. It is often people think that it happens more often in um, Aboriginal communities. And in actual fact, it's a mainstream problem in Australia. So, yes, there will be more cases of FASD. It often isn't recognised, and that's another problem associated with FASD. It's it's a series of learning disabilities. An early indicator of, of a pregnancy that's been exposed to alcohol could be miscarriage or stillbirth. That's also one of the effects of alcohol exposure. But we just don't know which of those you know, causes it will be. But the message really has to be that there's pregnancy should not be exposed to alcohol and one a day is not okay. Are there any ways that people could limit the risk of of FASD? 
Lim- well, limit the sorry, limit the risk, <laughs> pre- prevent the risk. Probably, probably wrong complete, language on my part. You can completely prevent it. You can mm. completely prevent it, and I say that though with reservation because I don't want to minimise the difficulties that some women will have. They may have a dependency on alcohol. They may not even realise that they have that dependency until they're pregnant. But the simple message is that it's only alcohol that causes FASD. So. If you don't drink alcohol, you will not have a child that has FASD. But our message is certainly about needing to support women through pregnancies, referring women to specialist services. And there are a lot around. And as a result of COVID, there's been some significant government investment in support services. So there is help out there. So what's anecdotally from those services? What are they telling you? I think it's coming out from any service really that there's been much more consumption of alcohol and I think anyone who's involved in a service related to alcohol or mental health has noticed an increase in access to those services and increased use of alcohol. Is there any services that NoFASD is offering people who are are locked in because of the coronavirus restrictions? Yes, well, NoFASD has a a very comprehensive website. It's one of the largest websites on FASD in the world, and it certainly has a lot of resources for parents and for carers and for people who want to know more about FASD. We also have a helpline which operates seven days a week and that, you know, can provide referral information, additional advice and support. And it's, you know, basically your questions can be answered in in relation to FASD or we can hopefully put you on to someone who can help you. So we have that. As far as education, we've done some specialist webinars and things like that on education for families who are working with their children at home. As far as alcohol use, we're sort of referring to services that are, you know, designed for people who've got a use concern. There's specialist health services and that's where people need to go. They need to go to health professionals. Exactly. Can I just ask one question, Louise, with COVID-19? What are you seeing and hearing from people who are living ASD and the experience of of how the COVID isolation restrictions are impacting on them and their families, parents, carers? It's a terrible impact because we hear constantly before COVID of the challenges and the difficulties that parents and carers have. That was the the reason for our organisation being founded and it's still a core issue because many schools don't recognise FASD, they don't understand it, they don't know how to manage the children. So many of our parents and carers have children in homeschooling already. But essentially those problems that are being discussed in mainstream media where families have had to become workspaces, parents have had to become teachers, in our case those problems are exaggerated because some children in with FASD or, and many children with disabilities would have a support worker. So that means that the parent carer at home has to also be a teacher and a support worker. They may be trying to hold down their own full-time job. And we've certainly had some cases where we've heard, you know, you hear a horror story really, and you know that people shouldn't be even trying to do that. And they need to be kind and compassionate to themselves and not try to do the massive amount of things that have been asked of them because it is too much. And also the changed world for the for the kids, especially probably. Yes, and the r- not- routines. Mm. Kids, kids with FASD love routines. They love yeah. routines and structure. that yeah structure and the changes of a routine, which for a child who's not got that disability, it can still be challenging, but they can manage it. But for a child with FASD, it can lead to meltdowns, and that increases the challenges for parents in managing those children.
Oh uh, yeah, imagine it must be very difficult. Is you have any messages for those parents out there who are, would be kind of like struggling to school kids during this ice period of isolation, as well as you know hold down a job and manage just yet yeah, try and manage during this crisis. Yeah, so use your own, put your own oxygen mask on first is really important advice. Like you need to, parents need to be thinking about self-care because if they if they don't think about themselves, they're going to find it that much more difficult to care for their families. And then I think just setting unrealistic expectations in terms of, of trying to meet a school curriculum and hold down a job and those sorts of things. So I think, you know, there's a lot to be learned being at home with, with a family and learning things about a household. So shout out to all of those people. <laughs> yeah, so thank you because they, they do deserve a shout out for yeah. sure. For sure. I honestly didn't think of it until Claire mentioned it earlier and I was like, that is definitely something we should cover during this episode. <laughs> so thankfully- What was that? The difficulties? Yeah, the difficulties. I d- honestly didn't think of it. And <laughs> I think that was a real oversight. And thankfully Claire was there to pull, pull me up on it. But it, it's de- I think it's definitely important for any parent who's listening to keep Louise's message in mind. And also anyone who's struggling with kids altogether- I think it's important to, for them to keep in mind as well. Have you got any more qu- questions, Claire? No, look, I just I just think it's a struggle. People say we're all in this together, but we aren't all in this together when we look at just all of the different types mm. of issues and challenges and complexities that people are dealing with, obviously not only with alcohol but with disabilities. And, yeah, I just think it's, it's, it's going to be a tough while to come through, but we're also seeing some wonderful responses from people and communities, and I think that's just a really lovely upside of what's happened with this pandemic. So thank you, Louise. It's been fantastic to, uh, to have a chat to you today. Thank you both. It's been lovely to talk to you. I really appreciate it. I'm glad we were here to help. Also, I just want to mention that SnowFASD has a helpline, a very, very helpful helpline that if anyone who's struggling with children with FASD or have any questions, you can contact that. We'll stick that in the show notes below for anyone who's interested. Yeah, thanks, Kurt. That would be great if you can put the helpline number and the website link that, that will be very helpful to people. I'm glad to help. Thank you, Louise. Thank you for listening to this episode of In This Together, You, Alcohol and COVID-19. Please tune in next week for another episode of this podcast series. If you like this episode of the podcast, then please subscribe and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. The copyright of this podcast is owned by FAIR and NoFASD Australia. All rights reserved. For information about the content of this episode, then please check the show notes below.